0: Hello, this is Mary Lee, and you're listening to On the Wings of Love, a Bachelor podcast, a Bachelor Fanatics review and analysis of all your favorite Bachelor contestants. Ever feel like you have nothing to wear? Like every day you look in your closet and all your clothes look boring and not interesting and you just want something different to wear, right? Well, that's where Rent the Runway comes in. I have been using Rent the Runway since 2017 and actually well before then. Um, But they have this awesome program called Rent the Runway Unlimited, which means that all the time you have a rotating wardrobe in your closet. So here's how it works. Rent the Runway will ship to you via UPS four items. And at any given time, you have, you know, as many items of those four items. You wear those four items and then you return them. And immediately you pick out four new items. So at all times, you have four new pieces to your wardrobe. Rent the Runway has everything from designer handbags and jewelry uh, to the most beautiful coats and sweaters. And of course, what they're originally known for is their gowns. So if you have an upcoming event, or if honestly you just want to wear something awesome to work every single day, use Rent the Runway Unlimited and use my code for get this $100 off your 30 day trial. That's $100. So that's normally Rent the Runway is $150 a month. Now it would be $50 for your first month. Use my code, and this is the long one, RTRFAM525A87. I'll say that again. For $100 off your first month, it's RTRFAM525A87. All right, get to it. You will thank me later. So, okay, so you grew up, so your parents lived in Johannesburg, came back to Texas, moved around a few different places in Texas. Uh, you said you have an older sister and an older brother. Um, I didn't know you had a sister, um, but I, I do want to kind of note to our listeners, and I don't know if I told you I knew about this, but I had gone back through your Instagram post um, when the show was airing, and I read that your mother had passed back Mm -hmm. last december and um first of all i just want to say i'm i'm so sorry for your loss um i can tell through everything you've told me how much she means to you and how impactful she was and clearly her legacy is living on um but i noticed that you and your father were singing a song that your father sang to her on their wedding day yeah yeah and it was it was a beautiful song like it was mm-hmm. so pretty i was like what how is this not recorded so yeah tell me a little bit about that like was your father sure. the original songwriter in the family
1: yeah no again the apple doesn't fall far fall far from the tree again both my parents great singers uh, they sang together at weddings together you know through the years and just sang. so they did a lot of stuff together and so my my dad wrote that song for her. And, uh, yeah,
0: saying it to her at their wedding. Yeah, That's adorable. Yeah, That's really sweet. Um, wow. So, anyway, so you had written in this post, though, that your mother had passed, which obviously is before you came on to the show. And then you alluded to the fact that your brother also was battling his own illness, mental illness. So um, what happened to your mom, you know, first of all? Yeah. What was your mother yeah. going through? And do you feel like your brother's struggles related to that or yeah how are how's um, everyone doing yeah. yeah some
1: in part yeah thanks for asking um, and yeah so about three and a half years ago my mom was diagnosed with pancreatic and liver cancer um, and it was a very kind of uh, yeah ambiguous kind of battle with it and sometimes it didn't seem like anything was uh, the problem nothing was of issue with her for some time but then at the end this past last August when she was diagnosed stage four uh, liver and pancreatic cancer. And so at that point, um, it was, it kind of took us all off guard because we didn't know it was was that bad. Um, And yeah, and so at that point, we're doing our best to, yeah, just to provide the support and different things and just hoping and praying that things would progress in a a good direction um, Mm -hmm. and just trying to trust. And and all the while, my brother, he he was up in the Dallas area doing music. He was uh, freelancing uh, in music post-college and um he got to a place to where he just wanted to, move, to just move back to houston my parents had moved to houston um and so to where i was at uh and so he was like hey, let me just get, get back down to here with you guys just to get his feet back under him get things going and things are going all right for, for some time but then some some lows started to come started coming around and you started battling with a lot of just deep anxiety and depression and i think it kind of definitely grew into some other aspects of, of of mental illness um and it yeah it was just a very again another another just long long kind of battle for him of trying of him trying to search out the support that he wanted to accept um and trying to open him up to resources yeah that he was willing to willing to uh, to to accept and um yeah, it was really really tough because he was really hurting a lot and really really doing his best but then just going through so much that it was hard for him to explain and um and so all the while that my mom's health was was unfortunately really deteriorating he was man just on on just really really in and out a lot and and so him trying to figure things out and so his health was kind of his experience but also it was influenced by my mom's condition as well and so my mom was; she was put on life support just right before Thanksgiving, and so right around that time, he had packed up all of his stuff, just unannounced, and just left. And so he had, he had just been in a lot of bouts of just feeling like he was a burden to us, and obviously that's not far from the truth, but that's just where he right. was at. And he was just mm-hmm. gone through a lot, and and um, yeah, and so she passed away December second, and then right around that time, he had kind of just cut communication off from us, unfortunately. Um, and so, yeah. So we we've been out of touch, and he's been missing for about half a year now, which is crazy. Um, so again, life is ridiculous and weird and unpredictable. And so it's yeah, it's been a weird, a weird space of just like grieving and, and and getting to uncomfortable places of acceptance, um, and but doing our best just to just doing whatever we can at the time. But now and then even at the time when, when things
0: yeah. were
1: at the beginning of what it was. So,
0: yeah,
1: there
0: you go. Oh, my gosh. I mean, I, okay, my when I first read all of that, I was like, I don't understand how a person could then go on a TV show or you know do anything of substance yeah. a month yeah, into no. their grief. And so you just, one, I know you have such incredible emotional and spiritual strength to want to even be able to do the bachelor. But, um, I really, I'm, I'm so sorry. Like, I don't want to cry in this interview, of course, but like, it's just, I, I'm so sorry you're having to go through all of that and that your mother had a battle with cancer and, um, yeah, I'm very sorry. That's very sad. Um, and you bringing up like acceptance, you know, uh, that is one of the stages of grief and you know it and it's a roller coaster right like it's you could be an acceptance stage but then you could go back down to a denial stage or back to a a sadness or an anger stage and um yeah anyway yeah i don't know i just i i am going through my own grief and like i i just you know want to share at least from my end like it's okay if your stages of grief look different and it's like you have acceptance because of you have that like spiritual peace about it all, but it's okay. if like there are other days where you're angry or there are other days where you're in denial and you're like, how is this even happening? And, and like, I don't know. I mean, my, my stage of grief has been about eight weeks now, which is a lot less than your length of grief, but, um, yeah, I just I think it's interesting cuz I remember having like immediate acceptance like day 1, which is very weird. Like how am I already at the end of the stages of grief, right? It's day 1. Um but I've learned like, oh, no, then I went back. I went back mm. in time almost. I went back to denial. I went back to like sadness and back to anger and like and like I've learned through therapy like that's all okay. You know what I mean? So Absolutely. If you are experiencing similar things, like, you know, who knows how God wants to use this, I don't know, in your life or in your writing or, but yeah. all of that I think is okay, you know, and I just, I hope you feel okay with that too, that like, you know, it's okay if you're at acceptance, that's amazing, but it's also okay if you go back to anger, and it's also mm. okay if you go back to sadness, you know?
1: Yeah. yeah, thank you for saying that, yeah, yeah, it means a lot. I completely resonate with that. So yeah, it's been kind of riding, the, ri- riding the wave. Yeah. It's just right. As things come. It's it just, so
0: weird, right? Yeah. It's mm-hmm. very weird, but I think it's a very like common thing, emotion for people to feel, you know, I think you can be a blessing to others in your grief. So, and yeah, your strength, cause you clearly have a lot of strength as well. So, um, Anyway, thanks for sharing your family story. That's beautiful. Um, Maybe on a lighter note or a more hopeful note, talking about Jesus, um, I heard you say you recently did an IG Live with Chris, um, Chris also from the show, and Mm -hmm. you said that you lead worship at the Greater Church in Houston. Is that the name of the church? Uh,
1: Yeah, the Greater Houston Church, Yeah, yeah.
0: Greater Houston Church, okay. Yeah, so tell me a little bit about that. Like, is that a small community? Um, Is it a really large kind of mega church?
1: Yeah, it's kind of maybe like a medium size, if you will. We have four regional campuses around the greater Houston area. Um, And so we'll meet kind of regionally based on where you're kind of geographically uh, located. Um, And so I mainly help with kind of our central region for the the church, which is maybe about 200 people, Um, 152. So it's great. It's a good, good, uh, tight knit family.
0: That's awesome. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Thinking back to the promo video, you know, you're like standing on a field with like eight other (laughs) people. You were like, you guys were singing, you were singing like some gospel song. And I was like, Oh my gosh, like this guy is a church guy. Like he's like, through and through he is a church guy. I could just it was very sweet. Um, so I'm just curious, like have things changed within your community since your time off the show? You know, like, within your church community or are people kind of coming out of the woodworks and latching on to you or <laughs> or is yeah. everyone who was normally supportive before obviously are they still supportive you know what's it been like with your church community
1: yeah everyone's been everyone's been supportive i'd say in different ways i think there's been uh i think the the the, the nature of the bachelor doesn't you know it doesn't appeal to to many churchgoers to be honest and and in a sense or maybe not all of them but some and so i think there's just a lot of conversation through it of like people want to understand hey what, what brought you to wanting to go on this show and me comfortably doing my best to share hey, this this is where i was coming from this is my heart with it and different things there so there's conversation with it and then i think it's just doing my best to get you know people weren't excited for me to be on it you know getting to a, a decent place of understanding of like, yeah, hey, this is where it was at. And it wasn't yeah, you know, so that it, that's where it was, but it's still there's no love loss at all, even if there are some people that are more at odds with it.
0: Interesting. Were people asking yeah. you like, hey, so if you get a fantasy sweet card, are you gonna go? <laughs> <And> <laughs> you know, was that people, or was it just the concept of the show? I think it was more the concept of the
1: show. Just knowing okay. like even just optically how it stands out to some people in different ways, you know, how it's like, oh man, this is not how, you know, we teach or encourage how people go and, and pursue relationships or if it's like uh-huh. different ways in a sense. And and it's not for the sake of like limiting people of going and meeting people, but of like the, the the perception of maybe how people will go and pursue each other on the show is not how people are comfortable with it being taught to be done within you know, within church and within of how we spiritually navigate relationships of like yeah and and you probably saw it wasn't you know my my, it's not kind of my speed or my how i approach relationships as some other people approach relationships within the show and so it's just kind of what it was so it's like some people like connecting me just to yeah how maybe negative perceptions of the show and and what the show is geared to be versus how it is, you know, so it's I don't know if that is it's clear to any extent, but it's like for myself within the space of like, hey, you yeah, know, this is you know, I was grateful they gave me the full go just to be myself in the space. However it was. And and that's what it's all about. It's just like create authentic relationships, whatever connects connects and whatever doesn't, it doesn't. And then you just do your right. best. And so that's that's the heart with it. I think just some people are just unclear of the motive and the intentions with it, you know, and so it's just huh. just explain that, and so, yeah, you know, it was just, it was an interesting thing, you know,
0: I, I do, I actually hearing that, I'm like, gosh, it's like bringing me back to, like, what other churchgoers would say, and, like, sure, sure. you know, personally, I'm, I'm more like, I don't care what you have to say, um, yeah. but I know that's probably hard when you're very, in a really, really, not small community, but where everyone knows you, and you're very involved, and, mm-hmm.
1: um,
0: you know, God knows your heart, first and foremost, Gabe, so he's the only opinion who's really, opinion really matters. Um, but you know, that being said, so you went on the show. Um, so, you, Oh, this was something that was interesting. So when you did this IG live, you said that, that you guys were going to sing spiritual songs and like, you're going to do this every week. Um, yeah. yeah. So is that like a new thing that you guys have decided to do? And yes. is this like a new platform you've created?
1: No, absolutely. So me and Chris, we're, He's he was definitely my closest friend, one of the closest guy friends in the, in the house at the, through the show, which is cool. Uh-huh. I was close to all the guys to different extents, just based on the amount of time we were spending together. Right. Um, but and so post show again, it's definitely we've been able to spend a lot of great time just connecting and talking about things and I pitched this idea to him. And he was like, absolutely. And so we we're kind of on the same wavelength of, of just wanting just to be able to to grow together in this space. Yeah. Uh, but then also, we love singing worship songs together. We love seeing this kind of thing. So being able just to to do that and bring others in and participate within this way on social media was something that we were both excited to, to, to take advantage of.
0: I, it's amazing. Like I mean, I've been watching The Bachelor for 18 years. <laughs> it's crazy to say that. It's been on the air yeah. for 18 years. Um, awesome. And no one's ever done this. No one's ever done that. You know, there have been a lot of Christians who come on the show. A lot. You know, it's a heavy Christian base cast typically um but yeah no one's ever done some sort of like bible study or this is a worship experience basically no one's done that and it it, it, i watched it and it kind of seemed like that like a bible like a should say worship right yeah yeah 30 minutes of worship with like you know bits of verses thrown in there and yeah, yeah yeah exactly um yeah, that's really like new and inventive that no one has done. So cool. I'm ver- so impressed that you've just like taken it upon yourself to start something on your own. And um, I really hope more people watch it and see. So like, is that going to be consistently at a certain time and every Sunday or what should we look for with that? Yeah, our
1: goal, our, our goal is to make it an every Sunday thing. Um, okay. And it'll be literally kind of a 30 minute session, short, short, but sweet, very directed. We're Kind of working on the content and the like forecasting hey, how how do we want to build it how do we want to uh direct it from the messaging the different things uh creating a, a, a getting feedback and a lot of song suggestions that we should do and so it's been really really cool and so yeah the goal is to probably will probably be we did it at 1 p.m central time 11 um pacific time um okay. so it, it'll, it'll it'll likely stay at that time where it might bump a little later because I got some feedback from some people from west coasters that wanted to join that couldn't um mm. because of just the timing of it but um but yeah it'll be around that kind of early afternoon time and yeah we're just taking advantage of of social media and doing, things, doing something we love
0: yeah I that's awesome yeah. um yeah so I was like noting like the songs you sang and you guys threw in like Romans 12 and it's like, oh, this is like awesome. Um so anyway, you sing Cornerstone and you were like getting ready to sing it, and you're like, All right guys, I'm gonna sing the song from Elevation Worship. It's called Cornerstone and I was like, Hold the phone. Cornerstone is a Hillsong song. Oh, it is a Hillsong song. My bad. <laughs> oh, sing it. I was like That's just what I, meant. It. I, think, uh, I think I think I've heard
1: it. Oh uh, yeah. My they bad.
0: probably sing it. No, it's okay. So I actually go to Hillsong. Yeah, oh, hill song. Oh, yeah, you so we were
1: like, "What are you doing, Gabe?" Yeah, You're
0: yeah, I'm the Hillsong. song. My bad. No, no, it's. <laughs> <okay>. <laughs> I actually thought it was hilarious. I was like, "No one's catching this. How are they no not?" No one catching
1: caught this? it. But uh, I, was, I was too convincing.
0: No, it's so, okay. Yeah. It's a great song. It's a great yeah, song.
1: Yeah,
0: I love it. Uh, you know, like this was your first one, so you chose Cornerstone. Why? Why that song? You know, are there certain lyrics that draw you to it? Um, what is that? Yeah,
1: i, I love the obviously i just love the 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 sound the melody of it is awesome it's a powerful song and of course lyrically i think um yeah i think just even the opening lyric is my my hope is built on nothing less than jesus blood and righteousness um yeah i think it's just like just knowing that everything hinges on the cornerstone if, if, if i think even from like a you got to like the architectural aspect of it the cornerstone of a of a building is literally that
0: oh piece. that's right engineer it's that central, right
1: here. it's that central piece that everything builds off of it right mm-hmm. and so just the 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 sentiment even the heart with that that christ is the cornerstone is that you know, everything of my life everything within the church everything uh, is built upon this centerpiece and so i knowing that the centerpiece is so strong and so steadfast and has all these things that we need is everything that we need it's so securing and so for me like this song speaks strongly to me of like wow i'm so so energized so inspired so um brought to peace knowing that my life is built upon this steadfast peace you know this steadfast uh
0: rock
1: yeah rock exactly
0: yeah yeah Yeah. amen amen that's awesome well i I just had to ask. I was like, there's some reason. He either he loves the music or he yeah. loves the lyrics. You're very the deep the in the way you describe it all. So I appreciate you going into the depths of what you're saying. I do,
1: I do that often. So <laughs> thanks for bearing with my deep descriptions.
0: <laughs> I know, I love it. I love it. Um, all right. Can we get into Bachelor Talk?
1: Come on. I'm here.
0: Yeah. Um, so first of all, I don't know if you would have known this guy. There was this guy, Mark Hell. His name is Markel Martin. He was on Andy Dorfman's season. Did you watch it back then? Did you ever I, watch it, first
1: of all? I, I never watched The Bachelor. Oh this my
0: was, gosh. My
1: first time watching The Bachelor was me being on it.
0: Wow. <laughs> so you were like Matt. You're just like Matt then.
1: Yeah, you'll be surprised there was more than just us two that were the same, same shoot, the same situation.
0: Wow. Yeah. Wow. It's a thing, You're like right? y'all are the other half of America. You know, yeah. half yeah. of America watches it. <laughs> the other half is like, what the bachelor, I'm too good for it. Or, or you just don't have time, which is totally fine. Totally yeah. fine. Um, But anyway, you remind me of this guy and I think he's going to be cool. on t- our TVs this summer. Um, because when they're going to air the bachelor, the greatest seasons ever. And I think they're going to air Andy's season. So watch out for this guy, cool. Markel. He's just like, he p- went pretty far in her season. He was so nice. He's like really well-dressed. Really like, chill but like, intelligent. I was, I was a huge so fan true. of his. So like when you, I something about you, I was like, oh, he reminds me of Markel. This is weird. So, anyway, watch out for that That's guy. That's awesome. Um, I will. Yeah, but um, yeah. So, who yep. from this is probably totally random? It sounds like you don't know Bachelor Nation at all. Like, is there anyone who's come to your mind or the people putting your face now? from Bachelor Nation that you have a crush on?
1: Um, well, again, you're right. I don't know very many faces from Bachelor Nation. However, I think just being, now that I'm following all these Bachelor Nation related accounts, uh, it's, you, you kind of get put into the know of, of yeah. who's who along the way. Uh, I think the the one person that I've gotten mentioned to is is Maddie Pruitt. Uh, I think just knowing it, to to in a broad sense of, of, of who she is and, and uh in, as well uh but beyond that not very many people uh in terms of like oh man that person is someone you know i have a crush on or whatever it may be uh yeah so there you go oh <laughs>
0: well, that's fair well there's there's plenty of beautiful single girls at bachelor nation i'm sure there are i'm um... sure there are there's a lot, so you know yeah. maybe there'll be a hookup at some point down the road. Um, so, how did you get on the show?
1: Sure, um, I got reached out to kind of out of the blue from a from a producer. I had a profile on a, a casting call um, website, and yeah, I had I think I had I really didn't have much music stuff of myself on my profile, but I had a song of me singing the national anthem. At, I sing it at a football game, and. Classic. I think that was one of the things. I had some other things. I had some pictures of me playing the cello, different things. But uh, yeah, and so I think that was enough for them to be like, hey, let's drop him a message and see if he's interested to hear more about it. And there you go.
0: Wow, cool. And so did they like do a bunch of interviews with you over the phone or did they fly you out right away and you were there a few weeks later? Or was it a longer process for you?
1: Yeah, the process, I mean, yeah, they had some phone some phone conversations. I uh, then had one initial interview, actually, uh, in Texas before kind of going to the next round in which they did fly me out to, to L.A. Okay. for the kind of final, final one.
0: Okay. Oh, wow. Yeah. All right. So, you know, I don't know if you've ever been in a situation like this. You know, you were played football in college, but I imagine you live with a bunch of guys. So here you're now in this situation where you're in this house living with a bunch of other musicians, and you're kind of like – Forced to develop a romantic connection with someone, so how was that? Did that feel natural? Was that kind of unnatural? How did that feel?
1: Um, it was, it was uh, a little unnatural. I think overall it was kind of unnatural, um, and I think it was one of those things of trying to just adapt to the environment and accept it for what it was. That it was going to be, you know, you're kind of in this blind date circumstance right this blind date environment in a, in a way right and you just like have a to permanent ex-
0: blind date
1: a permanent blind date environment <laughs> and again i think what helped is because we, we we're all in the same boat right we were all going through the same thing so you kind of have this this immediate solidarity of like hey we're in this together the expectation is set of what we're what we're here for we're musicians we're going to be expressing music but we're also with this environment of you know connecting to whatever that can lead to if it leads to love it leads to love You know, and so I think it was kind of just accepting it for what it was that and it was uncomfortable at the same time. So she's doing her best with what it was. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I was wondering. Like, was it did you get the sense even from that first night that, okay, I kind of need to like like a girl, you know, (laughs) like I need to pick I need to pick one of these girls to like.
1: Sure. Um, Yeah. For me, you know, you don't want to force anything that's not there. Um I, I I think I think everyone there was super genuine and was really trying just to be their honest self and give honest effort, honest, you know, and so that was yeah. refreshing and great. And so again, you, you wanna be I think I just my goal was like hey, I just wanted to put my honest foot out there. And what what made it difficult was because I was pretty uncomfortable and trying just to you know be confident in this new completely foreign space Mm -hmm. with the pressure that's there you know and so that was that was where I was coming from of like hey I just really you know regardless of what happens I I love being with people I love relationship building and having deep conversations about life and such you know so it was completely in my wheelhouse um, but I think the aspect that I was maybe overthought maybe a lot of times was like man how do I am I saying the right thing am I doing the right thing you know so I think mm-hmm. there is that mindset and kind of that pressure of like, hey, I, yeah, I do. I got to find this person or cause you do want to hang around as long as you can and you want to have a successful experience. And then especially the first night when we we're there, you we, there's 12 guys and eight girls. So, you know, that you know you could be one of the first guys going home if, you, if there's nothing grown or created uh, mm-hmm. as, as sooner the better kind of thing, you know. So, yeah, there is that pressure that's there.
0: Yeah, well, I, I like how you said, I think you thought at least that everyone was there for uh, authentic relationships and everyone was being as genuine as possible. And honestly, as a viewer, that's how it read, you know, it. so I would agree with you. It read one that you were there to make genuine connections and you were genuinely yourself. But um, really across the board, everyone seemed kind of like slightly deer in headlights. Like, you know, I'm. Like like, kind of they had no filter. You know, they were willing to be themselves, which is refreshing. And that's what reality TV should be. Um, and we've gotten to a point in Bachelor Nation where these people know who the lead is, right? There's like one person they're trying to date, and they know who they are from past season. So they're coming on with these preconceived notions, and um, they know like the game, so to speak, of like, the, the, what they're getting to at the end. Whereas you guys didn't know that. And uh, it was awesome. It was really great to watch. Cool. Like, you guys authentically reacting to, like, okay, what are we supposed to do? And, yeah. you know, y'all were just being people. So it was it was great. It was actually, like, cool. perfect reality TV. Um,
1: I love it, yeah.
0: Yeah. So um, it looked like, like that first night you guys were singing by the piano, singing Stand By Me. Um, I'm just <laughs> curious, like, what other kind of songs did you guys sing, you know? Were you guys singing yeah. a lot of pop songs or old classics? And I mean, like, throughout your time on the show. What was kind of, yeah. what would you sing in the house?
1: Oh, we sang everything. So it was, yeah, we had jam sessions a lot around the piano, just passing the guitar around. It was really, really cool. And so we did sing a lot of just, like, pop classics or we sang a bunch of fun R&B songs that everyone knows or whatever it may be. It was, it was really a cool yeah. mix. And we were, like, just, yeah, fielding suggestions. And I think there was enough... I mean everyone's really really incredible musicians and instrumentalists so people would just hop on wherever and just play along with it you know what i'm saying so it was just yeah, yeah
0: like casual. chiming in
1: oh yeah it was it was really fun
0: like i'll do the harmony here like and then some someone creates another harmony was it like that it,
1: type of thing it, exactly exactly completely off the cuff but it was it's it's kind of it's kind of just how we all desired it to be and so it's like hey this is like our ideal space that we're all musicians and we're all just making music and having fun and being together. So it was, it was
0: yeah. a blast. Yeah. That's awesome. I wish we had seen more of that. You know, I wish they had yeah. edited in a little more of that material. Um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah, it looked like fun. Um, so, okay. So you get to the first row of Soy Maroni. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm already laughing because just the memory of this is so ridiculous. Yeah. So you were sitting on a couch with Mel. <laughs> Do you know what I'm going to bring up?
1: I do, I do.
0: Okay, yeah. So y'all are sitting and she's like, wow, Gabe, you're you're so great. And then she wipes her face with a pillow. So what the heck did you say to her? <laughs> or like, how did that come to yeah. be? That she's like picking up a pillow sure. and wiping tears.
1: So the, the pillow thing, she's just a quirky person, funny person that just like, okay. just goes for it. So that was her thing. Uh, she's just hilarious. Uh, and so from night one, me and Mel was... Had so many just like great deep conversations. just about life and relationships. and Just sharing, It's like, hey, this is different wisdom, different things that I've learned through the years. And so, uh, yeah, I think just her expression was just. I think she was just feeling just really grateful for kind of the depth of conversation and, and things that we were able to have, and that was just refreshing for her in a lot of ways, you know.
0: Um, yeah.
1: And and so specifically, what I said to her, I I guess I'll just I'll leave that as a mystery. Uh, but it was just kind of a, an, an accumulation of just really great, great connecting times, you know, that just yeah. a, was
0: really cool to leave that kind of impression on her. Yeah. Yeah. That was I'm so glad they showed that. That was hilarious.
1: Yeah. yeah, it was really, really cool. <laughs> she,
0: You know, she like you said, she must just be a quirky girl. Um,
1: no, Mel, cool. is, Mel is hilarious. She's so blunt and she's so so herself all the time, which is I love it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So this is something you might not know about the bachelor is they, uh, had to instate a two drink minimum policy a few years ago. So like within an hour you can only have two drinks. So I'm imagining that was what they did on your show as well. Um, I'm curious, what was your drink of choice at these rose ceremonies?
1: My drink of choice? I I was getting a little crazy, uh, club soda. I really was, I know, I know it's weird, but I'm serious. Like I'll drink. I, I had a couple of glasses of white wine here and there, but um, yeah, I, I, I don't. I don't drink much alcohol, so it's just not. good. Okay. Cool. Just yeah. So, but yeah, I was. Uh, yeah, it's just what it was. So <laughs> I did know. You, it's kind of did you play it now. off,
0: Gabe? Like, were you like, "Oh yeah, this is like club soda and vodka," or were you just oh, like, "Oh, absolutely not. About? Oh yeah, so
1: it's like I'll just take club soda with some with some lime in it." Yeah, there but like
0: no one else questioned that. Like you were like hanging out with other girls yeah. and guys, they were fine with it.
1: Everyone's completely fine with it. Yeah, from night oh, one, that, that, was cool. first, that was the first drink. First drink I ordered with the club soda. Okay,
0: <laughs> that's <laughs> so, great. Yeah.
1: yeah, it was. Everyone I was. I, I was, was, was
0: curious because like, uh, you know, I, I watch this so, show so much, and you know, some people are the hard liquor people, and then someone else is always with a glass of red wine. So. uh
1: Yeah, I had to know
0: how you kind of like powered through those long nights, you know, because I know they're long (laughs) interviews and I.T.M.s and um, yeah. yeah. So, uh, you know, speaking of like that mansion, like how cool was that? You know, had you been in an L.A. mansion before or was this your first experience and did it just like blow your mind or were you not even able to go all over the whole house?
1: um yeah definitely I, we i don't think we were able to go to every aspect of the house most of it though at least where we were at yeah we got to at least know yeah i think we they get to explore just about everything in that given house okay. um but yeah it was yeah it was beautiful it's huge um first time in a la mansion for sure um yeah so it was just it was super luxurious that's for sure
0: yeah <laughs> i mean that's gotta be like kind of amazing you get out of the limo you're like what Oh, I mean, no,
1: absolutely.
0: It, it's better than the bachelor mansion. I'll just let oh. you know you got. Oh, yeah. It's much larger. Your back your backyard was larger. The the whole house was huge. Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. I'm so, they, <laughs> yeah, you should be grateful. That was a step up from what uh, I know. they definitely upgraded. We I think everyone was like, what was the budget for this show? Like,
1: <laughs> for sure. yeah, so, uh, I don't, I don't, it's cool.
0: You wouldn't have known any different, so uh, that, I would not. Um, <laughs> so I know you're good friends with Chris, as you have said, and I love that because he just seems like he has such a sweetheart and like a pure, pure soul. Um, so watching back, watching it all air back, um, when you saw their first date, Chris and Brie at, at the Guitar Center, like, how surprised were you watching all that go down? You know, like them sing songs and kind of the way they wrote together and the way in which they told, they said, I'm falling in love with you. Like, were you surprised watching that back or, you know, did you have some information going into that episode being close with Chris? Oh, I knew that they were falling in love at that point.
1: Yeah, I, I, it was cool to see how it went down for sure. I think you kind of get the debrief post date of like, Hey, what'd you guys do? How did it go? You know, so you kind of get understanding of what they did and how things went Um, but so it was definitely cool to see it, um, for, you know, for what, for what it was. And honestly, I think, I think most of us were pretty, weren't very, weren't surprised that they were kind of clicking at that point because it kind of, it it showed very obviously and, and, uh, uh, yeah, kind of quickly, I think in terms of like over time, it was like, yeah, they're, they're definitely vibing pretty strongly together. And, And it was just, yeah, we were super happy for them.
0: Oh, that's sweet. Yeah. I mean, like watching it back, you're like, whoa, this is crazy. I get to watch one of my, you know, best buddies fall in love. You know, was that a cool experience yeah. for you to watch their love story?
1: Yeah. No, it was. It was. It's like, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it is really sweet to like get that very intimate kind of picture of actually how things develop for it for someone that kind of way. So yeah, it was really cool.
0: Right. Right. Um, okay. Um, so finally you, we get to episode three. And again, mm. at this point we haven't seen that much of you, Gabe. I mean I would, I
1: know. I know.
0: I'm a little mad at the production. Like, why did y'all not edit in Gabe a little more than this? Um, yeah. but uh, you know, they have a story to tell. So Chris Harrison dropped the bomb that you have to decide if the relationship you're in is like enough to be a serious relationship and are you guys a mm. serious couple? So, you know, at this point, how many days and, and I, if you don't, can't fully answer, but around how many days had you guys been together and been in this mansion?
1: Uh, it was, it was just around a week that we were together. Okay. And so it seemed like a long, long time, but again, it also goes by very fast. So it's like, cause you're, I mean, yeah, you know, you're there and it's like, you're in a weird time warp. And so the days are long, but then time goes by quickly. And then you're like, okay, here we are just, trying to figure it out yeah totally it was around a week or so yeah
0: okay yeah Uh i mean i've never been on the bachelor but i've lived in actor housing and when you live with people that you work with i mean it's 24 7 so yeah it expedites everything so um yeah that makes sense so at that point you know you were your heart said that you could only move forward with savannah um and i was watching this like there must be something we're missing. Like he must have had a conversation with Savannah that you liked her or maybe you just, you know, I feel like there was something missing. So was there anything missing here? Like had you shared with Savannah your feelings for her before this point or was this just totally out of the blue for her?
1: Um, So throughout the time we were there, we definitely had some incredible, incredible, like really, really deep connecting times for sure. and me being able to share some music with her uh, at the same time and different things. So the t- we did get to spend a lot of time together, which, again, there's just not there was enough time for them to show everything. And so, sure, the engagement that we didn't have seemed maybe seemed a little more out of the blue, a lot of out of the blue, perhaps for the for the audience. But there was we definitely did have a good a good uh, a good relationship. Um, and so I think there even, you know, as I was navigating this space, you know, I'm. I'm doing my best to get a sense of like where am I at with with someone, right?
0: Yeah, uh, knowing totally. Knowing that
1: there is there is this, you know, expectation and a sense of of wanting to find a connection with someone, but not wanting to. For me, I didn't want to be dishonest with where I was at. I mean, I I, I wanted to be as confident as possible on the show, and so. I could only be confident if I was honest, right? And so knowing where I was at, and so you can't force anything, how you feel towards someone. And so as I'm connecting with everyone, um, I'm, yeah, I'm just going through it, trying to evaluate Okay, how am I, where am I feeling with this person? Is this something strong? Is this something strong enough? Well, you know, and so it's, it's, a, it's a bit of a whirlwind and trying to be honest with that. And so I think there there was a lot of, even like perhaps a lot of, some passivity in how I did approach myself in terms of presenting like I wasn't just going to completely like pour my soul to someone who I was still trying to evaluate how I did feel about someone you
0: know yeah sure
1: and so that that's kind of where I was at even with like over time like yeah I would be in try to be more intentional like hey let's talk some more I'm going to share this with you as a bit of me hoping to express like I do have a more of a liking to you and I think In retrospect, I think I could have been more direct maybe progressively along the way for sure or more transparent to whatever extent. But then again, it was just, I did, I was as honest as I could have been along the way with where I was at. So I don't have regrets as, even though there was like, man, I wish I could have done something a little different perhaps, but it was the best I could have done at the time. And so within the conversation with Savannah, it was just one of those things of like, yeah, you know, this is where I'm at. I think that this new kind of, um prompt of evaluating where you're at with each other and this is where i'm coming from like knowing my connections with everyone at the stage that we were at And this is me just trying to be very as honest and direct with things and trying just to see where she was at too
0: yeah totally i mean i thought it was so brave of you um i i thought it was great you know because i'm not you and so again me observing there's something we're missing here uh was just sure i could tell that like you must've had more conversations and whether they were romantic or not, you must've had, there must've been something we missed, but, uh, you know, you had, like you just said, if you had seven days together, I mean, that's a little fast to kind of in real life, right. To get to know someone and then be like, Hey, I like you. Like I want to kiss you or I want to like, or not necessarily. It depends on the person, but for whatever reason, it sounds like you hadn't kissed her. It sounds like you hadn't like, um, you know, revealed I really like you I want to like take you on a date within the mansion you know <laughs> I don't know if that had come across your your mind too you know I, yeah, I don't know if production a- it sounds like production was kind of like alright y'all are in the house you're all our friends everyone's hanging out and then there's dates and that happens outside but um, you know again I'm just relating this back to normal bachelor world sure, you sure. know the people who are used to the show they come on and they're like well I know I'm not going to get a date Probably for another week or two. I'm just gonna create my own date. So like, right. I'm gonna ask production for a bottle of wine and a picnic setup, and ask the girl I like, Savannah. In this situation, I'm gonna ask her, like, "Hey, Savannah, let's have a date at the front of the mansion." You know, but it it sounds like none of that would have dawned on you. <laughs> like, oh, I, why would I do that? <laughs> like,
1: <laughs> I think there was an aspect of of a sure production expressing like there is some creative freedom in terms of maybe how you want to spend time with each other, even in the house. But I think, again, I think it's just such a, it's just a, you know, a pretty novel space for everyone. So even yeah. trying to figure yourself out and then trying to figure out how you want to go about things. It, it Yeah. It definitely is a different kind of space to do it in a different kind of thing. Yeah.
0: Yeah, for sure. Did you journal a lot while you were there or did you not even yeah. have time?
1: Oh no, definitely. I definitely journaled a lot. Um, yeah, because, I mean, you got to, I think that's the healthy way to, that's like super, super almost essential to you, healthily, healthily processing your experience because you talk yeah. to each other, but then again, yeah, you got to find some other way to, uh, of an outlet. And so I did finish, I, I think I wrote two songs when I was on the show. So even like doing that was kind of cool. So like everyone there was expressing themselves in different ways, which was cool. So you'll find that I think there was definitely a couple of others who probably wrote some songs. Um, yeah. So it was really yeah, cool. Sheridan.
0: Sheridan, I know Sheridan, wrote a song. Sheridan wrote um, a song.
1: Yeah, I gotta ask around. I think a couple of others probably did write some some songs too. Okay. Uh, but yeah, we all we all played songs together for each other too. But yeah, so oh, you're, you're doing That's your, awesome. Yeah, you're doing your best to just like process the environment. So yeah, journaling was a thing.
0: Good, yeah, yeah, that that seems like the only saving grace, right? You don't have your phone, you don't have TV, you just have each completely, other. And uh, completely. hopefully your Bible, right? Did you get to bring? Okay, okay, Yeah. Okay, good. They,
1: they, they, yeah, I asked if I could bring some books, and I brought, I, think I, I brought my Bible, my journal, and I think I brought another book with me, so. Okay,
0: yeah. They're, yeah.
1: They're
0: that. yeah, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. So, all right, so you exited episode three, and Savannah was just, to- oh, my God. Again I'm laughing cuz it was kind of comical like she was so distraught. Um right. it was very sweet how upset she was. So I could tell like there clearly was an emotional attachment between the two of you. Um sure. And I love that she said that he being you allowed me to be myself. So is that something you get a lot from people that like you just kind of allow them to be themselves and Yeah. And kind of yeah, who they are. I do
1: get that. I think it's I'm super, super honored that people do feel that way. Um, yeah, I, I guess I just I do my best to try to let try to get people to a place where they can put their guard down around me and like feel like, hey, I, there's mm-hmm. no judgment, there's no like I'm just here. Whatever the objective is within whatever time I'm spending with someone, just try to be clear. And, and,
0: yeah, and, yeah, that's compassionate. sweet. Oh, well, yeah, you're definitely compassionate. I think that comes from just me observing from your graciousness of knowing God's grace on your life. I think that's your way of extending grace to other people. So that was really evident in watching, um, which was sweet. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks. You're welcome. You're welcome. So, all right. So now the show's over, but like looking back, seeing everything, how it was editing, what is one thing that happened either in the house or in your ITMs, your interviews that you wish producers could have edited in whether it's like a funny moment or i don't know a serious conversation
1: yeah uh oh man i honestly i just i, I think it, i kind of mentioned it with like the a bit of the family aspect that was able to be built over time with, amongst us all and i think there was just there was a lot of just great great times in which we were just hanging out together we were so one one funny thing is da- Danny Danny uh Danny Padilla,
0: you're know okay. Danny Danny yeah, P- yeah,
1: Danny, yeah, yeah. Danny um, he is he is a improv master. He loves playing games. And so one hilarious thing that we <laughs> we did multiple times was play a bunch of improv games together. And your music you're a you're a music, yeah, yeah, music yeah. person. So like you're the a you guy. That. Oh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. So is he? Okay. Uh, he has some musical theater background to my understanding. Okay. So just yeah, just um, we just had a blast just, just being together, just like doing playing funny games like that and just making up inside jokes, doing things like that and obviously all the different jam sessions. So there was just a lot of great times in which we were just spending together doing things, playing music together and having great laughs. So yeah, I think just being able to Yeah, if they if they if they could have shown like all yeah, just
0: That would have been a 20, great twenty
1: four hour camera of us just having family time that would
0: have been fun yeah well they do show like later on in one of the episodes they showed everyone like doing their vocal warm-ups like oh yeah. lip buzzes and like and like r- like um pushing against the wall and like all those like you know things that vocalists do sure. um which of course i laughed at i was like well this is normal right like who doesn't do these things
1: then i realized
0: yeah. then i realized oh yeah the rest of america thinks you know vocalists are crazy um but uh yeah that would have been so much fun to see an improv game like what yeah
1: yeah yeah it was like, funny.
0: well do you guys uh all still keep in touch like is there like a group chat you have or yeah. are you personally more of like an individualist like i talked to chris one-on-one i talk to ryan one-on-one like what's your kind of mode of communication oh, no, at
1: this point I'm, I'm i'm a connector so my objective even leaving the show was how do we keep everyone connected so we do have a big group chat um and yeah, I do my best to keep in touch with, with everyone, checking in with everyone to, in different ways. I'm, I'm in touch with some more than others. Most of the Texas people I'm in, in, in pretty good touch with. Uh, so me and Sheridan are real real close. Uh, me and Ruby Jane keep in touch. We're working on some stuff together. Oh, cool. Um, uh, me and Jack. And so Jack Mason, you guys didn't really get to meet Jack, but he was mm-hmm. he was in the first episode. He was one of the four guys that that left on the front end. Really, really awesome guy. He's, he's um Brazilian Brazilian guy He's wearing a cowboy okay. hat. Remember
0: yes. Him. Yes. Now. I'm recalling.
1: Um, super sweet incredibly gifted uh, country country singer and, and he's artist.
0: Texas based
1: Yeah, he lives, in he lives in Dallas. Okay, so and then and then Mariana. She lives in Dallas as well So I've been able to keep in touch with most of the Texas people pretty good pretty well and then um, Yeah, just checking in with a lot of people on the way me and Michael Todd. have gotten real close We've had some great times some great Bible studies with Michael Todd, which is awesome
0: so um, I'm super curious, as you say, the name yeah. Michael Todd, because <laughs> he's like a hilarious character, right? He's, and he's so I, funny, yeah. The, the way production showed him, it was like they were making fun of him, right? Like, that's just what they do. We got to have, like, the jokester, like the – it's just like in a Shakespeare comedy. There's, there's one person you all have to make fun of, and he's the jester. Sure. And, like, in the way they archetype, you guys, he was that archetype. Like, Michael Todd was the archetype <laughs> of, like, he is the joke. The joke is on Michael Todd. And I've seen since that like Chris and Bree are friends with him and you just said you're friends with him. So like, what are you guys, oh, yeah. what are we not seeing about Michael Tide? That's like,
1: yeah. you know, I,
0: they made him just out to be this, the butt of all the jokes.
1: <laughs> Michael Tide is, is, he is hilarious, but he's, he's, in, he's has an incredible voice. He's a great music musician. Um, he's just very con- kind hearted, sweet person. Again, yeah, I think there's, yeah, you kind of, you kind of present yourself however you end up presenting yourself when you're in the space. Right. And, but mm-hmm. then, yeah, my encouragement always has been like, always give, there's always more to a person than what, than what time has shown up them on TV, in whatever capacity, you know, so always, totally. always give people the, 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 the second look, um, in different ways, you know? And so, yeah, he's great. Me and my time we're, 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 we're real close. We're good friends. So. Oh,
0: that's awesome. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm excited to then see what, his life is post-show, yeah, you know? Yeah, keep, yeah, for um, sure. yeah, that's really cool. It's good to hear that. Um, and for all my listeners to hear that too. So we mm-hmm. don't just think he's the jokester. Um, yeah. all right. Final question about the show. Would you do paradise in the future? <laughs>
1: um, so with this is again, I'm, I'm, this is how I've been answering this question. It's a great question. Um, when it comes to just like reality tv shows in general um i i don't just like jump over jump my throw myself into them uh, i've i've done a couple in the past and they've actually been on the com- competition end which has been cool um and all of them have been with the consideration of like hey what does this have to offer me right um and so that's the same thing i would do if they were to present me with the opportunity to be honest like okay now what would this have to offer me like from a relationship standpoint from like i I really try not to do things just from a publicity standpoint like i i don't i don't have much 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 of um of an interest in just going on a tv show just to be seen and so like if it has a substantial value like hey yeah this is gonna help me in this place or help me grow here help me connect in this kind of way then i'll have a stronger consideration to do it so um Yeah, I'll leave it at that. And so it it would just have to be one of those convincing things, like, oh yeah, this this is something that aligns with me, with where I'm at, and with with where I'm trying to go.
0: Okay. So what if the alignment was it's summer 2021, you're still single, and Maddie Pruitt is going to be in Paradise? (laughs) Would you then go?
1: Oh my gosh. Uh, I I really don't know. It's hard for me to give a definitive answer either. No, but I. Okay. Honestly, if I could be honest, I lean, I lean more strongly, no. Um, and it's not for the sense of there may not be some cool things that could happen, connections and things thereafter. Um, right. But I think, yeah, I don't know. I think just learning learning from the space of uh, listen to your heart and uh, different things, it's like, yeah, I think I've, I have my eyes set on pursuing other things at the moment. And uh, if overall that environment would offer me something, that I really want to be a part of. I don't know. So I honestly lean a little more no, but I I, I don't completely try to shut something out it's just at the get go. I'm open to, for the consideration for just about almost anything. If it's unless it's like way, 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 way left field. Sure. Uh, so and that's yeah. a
0: good place to be. That's a good place to be, especially for production. And then you can play a little, little hardball. <laughs> and they're like, hey, we really, really want you. We'll give you more money. We'll um, give
1: you more money? Oh, my goodness.
0: <laughs> no, they actually pay you for Paradise. They don't oh, pay okay. you, I know. I know they, they probably didn't pay you to be on this show. um, But they do pay you for Paradise. So Gotcha, gotcha. Anyway. That's got. it's the best answer I got. That's uh,
1: the best answer
0: I got. Okay. All right. Fair. All right. So your career in music. So we know that you have this IG Live. It should be around 1 p.m. Central Time-ish. Or sometime yeah. on Sunday, every Sunday. Yep. Um, are you and Chris collaborating at all making music or is he just too tied up with brie at this point
1: yeah he's super busy with a lot of things uh with me but yeah i think that's definitely in the cards in the near future to work on some stuff together with him.
0: okay sweet yeah uh, i would love that it, i could see that happening uh yeah, uh so on there on that i just, like, you sang a song called because of grave and you haven't talked about that yet uh anyway oh, you said yeah. You said it was inspired by your grandmother, whose name was Grace. So um, yeah. yeah, like sure. Chris was totally jamming. So tell me, like, is that one of your... I know you just released a song called Butterflies, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Which is awesome. Like this awesome kind of R&B, yeah. mellow, I don't know, vibe. So, but they're very different. So tell me more mm-hmm. about your music. And like what you <laughs> yeah. to release. Because you haven't released Because of Grace yet.
1: No, I hadn't. So I write... I tell people I write life music and I write, you know, a lot of Christian spiritual music as well. So the life, not being that they're completely separate in terms of how they resonate with my life, but in terms of just like from a content and subject matter standpoint. Um, So yeah, Butterflies was my first single that I dropped. I have a, I'm gonna be releasing a single probably once a month for like the next four to five months leading up to like an EP. And so I'm working on a lot of stuff. Um, That song, Because of Grace will probably be yeah, I'm trying to think of, I have a lot of other songs that I've written, um, inspired these like spiritual songs that I've written, that are inspired in that kind of way. And so I'm thinking of the best way to package them and release that. So hopefully that'll be this fall as well. So okay. yeah, i they're in the works. I have a lot of cool stuff that, I, that I'm grateful to have in the back pocket. Yeah.
0: That's amazing. Okay. So in my mind, I was like, he has these two songs, right? And,
1: oh, got the, you.
0: you know, so for you to tell me, oh my gosh, I have my uh non-secular music and i have my secular music
1: <laughs> well yeah it's almost like it's not t- you know trying to buy yeah it's just kind of how things have overflowed out as i've read as i write and it's been pretty cool so yeah i i have a lot of songs i'm writing every day and so i try to try to write as much as i can um and that's see awesome. what sticks yeah it's really cool
0: that's really awesome um so yeah what would you de- how would you describe then your non-secular. I hate to say that, but how would you call it? Yeah. Uh your style. How would you describe your style of music? Um I, yes. I thought it was kind of R&B like, but what sure. how would you describe it?
1: So, you'll probably maybe get a bit another taste of my style as I release some other songs. But I tell people I'm like soul folk. So, I have okay. a lot of influences like within the soul R&B, but then I love love folk music, so like even like in the ends of like Mumford and Sons and Bonnie Bear. Um, and like flowing into like in the end of like the indie kind of side with like Coldplay um, and you know getting these uh, that kind of vibe, if you will. Um, there's a lot of other great artists that I like that are maybe not super mainstream the folk side that have influenced me. Um, but if you listen to people like there's a group called like Penny and Sparrow, The Head and the Heart. Um, I
0: love The Head and the Heart. they one of my favorites
1: okay you know, like nice. the the lumineers like those kind of groups yeah. um even that kind of vibe even from a sound standpoint from a style of writing even as i write i write a lot of kind of arpeggio finger picking like guitar songs in that kind of way that gets this kind of that lends this kind of sound from a folk side um i love that and so i end up like even the the butterfly song was written like with that same kind of feel of like a. Uh, almost like a. So it's almost like a. My my goal is to be like a soul folk kind of guy, with that has like this kind of light feel to these songs, which is a lot of fun and like really intentional and very meaningful and, and kind of. I don't know, pleasant sounding kind of it vibe. It is pleasant. You know? Yes. Um,
0: it's yeah, very so that's
1: sounding. that's that's what I say. So I say soul folk, so so music, soul music.
0: Is that <laughs> what it's called? Soul? Or just, did you make? Well, that
1: up? I, I, I did make it up. I don't know if anyone else okay. has coined the phrase, but I'm 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 calling it that soul music. So. soul. Yeah. Folk. OK. Ooh, that's so a, again, I just it's kind of like, awesome. I'm, I'm also just I'm also in the process of kind of further defining my sound at the same time.
0: Yeah. And yeah. And you don't have to fully define it either. You know, I've noticed that sometimes artists, like when you just write and you create the music and you don't like tell yourself, this needs to sound like pop or this needs to sound like R and B, like, you know, just be you Um,
1: you, you do whatever flows
0: out. Yeah. yeah. But butterflies is beautiful. And, um, that was awesome. Thanks for playing just a little bit. It, it actually sounded a little different. Like, um, just hearing the kind of the raw unedited, sure. Um, unaccompanied music like just now. You know, it kind of breaks it down a little more for me. I'm like, oh, okay, see how he started this process. You know? Um, Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's really, really beautiful. So that's everywhere. Is that on iTunes? I, I, I'm on Spotify. So
1: yeah, same. I'm I'm on Spotify mostly, but yeah, it's on every. It's everywhere. iTunes, Apple, uh, Pandora, iHeart Music, Deezer, all those platforms that people, I guess, listen to music on. But yeah, it's out there. (laughs)
0: <laughs> okay awesome so then you said one a month so we should be expecting new music in the next few weeks I guess
1: yeah I'm gonna be dropping a song uh, towards mid-June Mid June okay yeah, Great. I, yeah yeah it's gonna be good
0: okay um so that's really exciting Um. you're gonna be dropping music it sounds like once a month doing this IG live every Sunday Um. anything else uh, going on kind of in your your world that yeah. you're promoting
1: Ooh, um, like beyond the music side if you will?
0: Uh, including sure. music. Sure. Oh yeah, including music.
1: Yeah, I guess musically, I mean I I, I just I'll just be posting things musically on Instagram and different things and just like different songs, different covers or whatever it may be, just having fun in that kind of way. Um I do I do like to I like to write and so I on my website I have um a space for a lot of these kind of thought-provoking inspirational kind of write, write-ups that I, that I do. So if you check my website out, Gabe, gabebaker.com, um, no one had the domain, so I was super stoked about that when I created it. So, Amazing. <laughs> um, and, but essentially I, I kind of have this growing initiative called the, R- the RIFT initiative, which is R-Y-F-T, and that stands for redefine your future today, R-Y-F-T. Um, and it's also kind of divided in a couple of areas. The F is, all, is future faith and fitness. So Rift, i redefine your faith, redefine your future, redefine your fitness today. And so it's a growing initiative with within a couple of those platforms with faith and the future one. I'm going to be posting regularly just kind of different kind of blog style write-ups um, and looking to expand that to, into some different forms of content. Um, but that's going to be just kind of an outlet with for a lot of just different things I'm going to be putting out. So um, hopefully going to have Doing things like maybe some 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 merch that kind of aligns with some of the things I'm working on too. So, yeah, just kind of creatively thinking of different ways to get out there. It's been cool.
0: That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. So, um, I know you probably can't tour anytime soon, but uh, should the people in Houston, is there anywhere they can look out for you and Ooh. watch you perform eventually?
1: Oh man, that's a good question. I hope so. Um, if there's any like. I know that I'm connected with some open mics and different things. And if you've heard of like So Far Sounds, have you heard of So Far Sounds? I
0: have it's, like,
1: it's like this um, intimate concert series that, um, that's it's formalized across the world. But essentially they host different kind of open mic style kind of performing events for local musicians in the given cities. And so you might find me performing on one of those if that opens up. Um, but yeah, I think it all i can say yeah just stu- stay tuned in to my social media out- outlets and uh i'll be putting information out for whatever comes
0: yeah okay so read me all your socials so everyone can oh, follow sure. you
1: yeah so i am uh at the gabe baker on twitter okay. instagram facebook um and TikTok. i'm just i just i'm i'm not much of a TikToker yet so i'm really stepping into that trying to. that's been interesting
0: so we're gonna see dance videos in june is what you're trying to say
1: dance videos will be dropping in june (laughs) i'm joking i don't know oh yeah i love you know
0: maybe some music videos maybe Maybe some TikTok.
1: take advantage of tiktok tiktok is something i want to take advantage of too just from uh having fun with that um but yeah so the gay baker on all those um yeah and you can yeah stay tuned in there
0: all right, and then your website is also GabeBaker.com, right? Yeah, dot
1: GabeBaker.com, yeah.
0: And then that's where simple. all your blog is and everything. Okay, awesome. Everything's there, um, yeah. Final thought. Final thought on your time in the show, your friendships, career opportunities, your personal growth. What's, um, what can you say has come from the show?
1: Yeah. Um, the biggest thing that's come from the show is just like clarity and confidence, like in my own life. Um, I think even from... I've grown a lot just in my own self. Like I tell people a bit of like my emotional compet- competency 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 has uh, really really taken some some strides. Even just being in the space of getting getting pushed so far out of my comfort zone to grow in areas that I've needed to grow in. That you know it was yeah. you know, it was it was great, and that kind of forced the issue with some things. And so just being comfortable with being vulnerable, being comfortable being honest, all these different things, which I feel like this space allowed me to, to really see for what they were and, and help me grow, which is really cool. So clarity and confidence with myself emotionally, even just relationally, just being myself and um, for sure, just pursuing music in a really, really strong and uh, and, and yeah, intentional way. And so I, I'm excited for it. It's, it's been some surprising amount of really powerful lessons. I created a, just, I'm not sure if you looked at my IG feed But I did a post of, like, seven lessons I learned from being on the show. So if you guys want to see, like, even more in depth of, like, me just expressing myself or, like, creating, like, a bit of, like, a a subject line for some lessons, go to my Instagram feed and you can kind of see that. And so, yeah, some really, really cool lessons and a great just family of relationships from the the show as well, which uh, I'm excited to see where all that goes.
0: Yeah. Wow. It, it seems like you've learned so much from this show and grown <laughs> a lot. Um, yeah. I'm really yeah. excited for you and excited to see your music and hear your music, I should say. Um, but yeah, it, it's been great chatting with you today, Gabe. Um, I really appreciate your time. And I mean this, I pray that God just blesses you so much. He, it you know gives you something out of your imagination that you never would have asked or imagined that before put into your life Um, and I just pray that you continue to bless others with your gifts so um, so yeah thanks so much for chatting and uh, we'll chat again hopefully soon and until then I'll find you on Instagram. Come
1: on sounds great thanks for the (laughs) time.
0: On the Wings of Love is hosted by me Marilee Green Produced by Chelsea Dick-Smith with music by Purple Planet. Thanks so much for listening to On the Wings of Love. You can find us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts, On the Wings of Love, a bachelor's podcast. You can also find us on Instagram at On the Wings of Love Podcast. Please comment, rate, and subscribe. We would love to have your reviews. And I'll see you guys next time.